0: Link, start! Senpai. Senpai. Catch till I die, all these lolies call me. rubbing on her die, she stay wet for her. Shawty's so kawaii, it would die for her. Riding and watch tie all the time with... What up weaves and welcome in to another riveting edition of the anime senpai podcast Live on Twitch and on TikTok every single Sunday. So wherever you may be, however you may be listening to this, and wherever and whenever, I want to let you know, this is a call to arms. I am shining the light into the sky. If you've ever want to see, is Senpai about that life? Is he Himothy? Is this the man who truly likes to proclaim himself, not only the slice of life king, but the man, the myth, and also... Not a legend yet, but when I pass, of somebody who loves to talk anime and indulges in the greatness of everything and anything we could ever indulge within the creativity and the world of something we love so much. So I invite you to sit down at my table and give you a crown if you join us every single Sunday from around 6 to 7 p.m. specific time is when I go live and I record the show in its entirety so you guys can see before anybody else and it's released on every streaming platform what the show is about. So I thank you again and I'm so happy all of you are here. Now, before we move forward, I must give you all of my love and all of my creativity because no matter what happens in this life, you all are worth a better day. Understand that the premise of where you are is dictated by the moment and the persona of where you will go within your life. So, the quote I have written today is No matter the challenges you face, your purpose is defined by the struggles you overcome. And just like one of those guys said in one of those great videos I saw, tough times never last. Only tough people last. Tough time never lasts. Only tough people last. <laughs> so, welcome in again. As I look outside, and I feel the cold air brisking my chest as I wake up shirtless in the morning, it let me know that it's actually officially December and we're here, the last month of the year, so they say. And so we have to do something now before we move forward that is so effing important. And I wanna start by doing the top 10 shows within the entire year of 2023. So now you may be asking yourself, well, what does that mean? What does that entail? How are you so sure of yourself when we still have a month to go? Well, the fall season is about to end, which means that soon we're about to start the 2024 winter season. I have spent hours uh, vigorously going through every single show I've watched, went back through every single season of every single anime, every single OVA, and every single movie that was released and compiled the perfect list to let you guys know what the best of the best was. Now, before we get into that, we have a couple segments to get to. Of course, the riveting news and always the anime of the week where I like to put you guys on games to some new shows. We have to talk about a movie I went and watched Wednesday and another movie that I'm going to go watch this Wednesday. But the movie I'm talking about is none other than Gojira. Minus one. I went on Wednesday at 11 p.m to watch the IMAX Adobe Atmos. As you can see down here, the early access fan event, I went to watch Godzilla. Now, no spoilers, and I'm not gonna say anything that I wouldn't say to anyone. Godzilla Minus One is a movie that I have been very highly anticipating because if you look at the director and know who he is and what type of works he has done, he is not only the director, the producer, but also in charge of the visual effects for this movie. This man has done so many movies and a lot of prevalent anime stuff as well. The fact that he did a Godzilla movie himself, wrote it, produced it, visual directed it, is unbelievable. And I'm telling you right now, if any of you go to IMDB and look at the rating for all the Godzilla movies ever made, this is the highest rated one to date. There's a reason for that. I give this movie a 10 out of 10. There is nothing else I wanted from it. It left me lacking with nothing. It was the perfect length, the perfect distance, the perfect girth, and it was perfectly timed. Everything was flawless. And the best part about it is, it's not even mainly about Godzilla. I could argue Godzilla is not even the main character. How crazy is that? I'll take you for a quick brisk, like Lipton. I'll take you for a brisk story into my past. So when I was growing up, and many people probably that are the younger generation have never heard of a thing called a VHS, a video handset, a VHS, right? When I was watching these VHS tapes that my dad owned of Godzilla from back in the 70s, 50s, 60s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Let's just say most of these movies were done with a man in a rubber suit, pillaging and destroying micro cities that they made over weeks and weeks. And this guy just got to trample through it, act like a freaking dinosaur and got paid handsomely, hopefully for it. I grew up with that stuff watching two grown men in costumes fight in little mini cities and fell in love with it Mothra flying by on little fish wire as you see it flapping it does not age well but I grew up loving it and so I asked myself As I got older, did I think that Godzilla could stand the test of time? And as you see behind me, if you're on the Twitch side, I have movie posters. I have four of them. Only one, two, you can see one of them right now. I have movie posters from all of the new MonsterVerse, including Monarch, Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong, the new one coming out, King of Monsters with King Ghidorah, everything that I have enveloped into. It has been so cool to see how CGI and the advancements of animation from, I guess you could say... Almost data side, from a freaking technology standpoint, is so immaculate and cre- incredible. I have utterly fallen in love even more with Godzilla, if I ever could. It's like refalling in love with the love of your life, or whatever it is, right? Redoing your vows. I redid my vows, and I'm so happy I did. This movie... Slaps every modern Godzilla ever made. I'm talking about the three that we have right now That's the English versions of the new monarch and new rebooted one from 2016 19 and 22 or something like that It slaps them all Godzilla minus one. I am NOT paid to talk about it. I am NOT paid to rate it. They didn't give me anything I'm only speaking on the stuff. I like is the greatest Godzilla made to date It's unbelievable to say that. I'm so pumped about it and had so much fun watching it. I'm putting some content together for TikTok and probably a YouTube video as well. Like, I have to talk about this. It's not okay. It's not okay. I can't sit here and yell at the wall anymore. Are you guys watching? I have to talk about it. Do yourself a favor. Go watch it. If you can get into an IMAX theater and experience it for what it is, you're going to feel the sheer terror that this monster brings when he's literally trampling people. It's beautiful i need to stop punching my hand because that's how i got it numb last time <laughs> so that's what senpai's been doing i'm so excited and also this coming up week everybody i don't know if you're ready also go see an imax the boy and the heron the heron the boy and the heron's finally coming out i can't wait it's probably gonna be in our news segment so now now that we've caught up i've welcomed you guys all to the show i've let you know that we do a live recording every single sunday and i've gotten you hyped for the things that i've done and what's to come It's time to do something that I've been such a fond fan of and that we need to do right now, right here. It is time for the news of the week. I've never been on live television before. Had your kids, had your wife, and had your husband. Don't watch the news. Ain't nobody got time for that. Great story, compelling and rich. Because I'm a kid and apparently every time Grandpa just gives me the remote after we watch the Powerball. Ladies and gentlemen, Boys and girls, everyone who is here on live TikTok and Twitch as I'm recording, there has been a plethora of things that have been happening in the anime world. And so what I like to do is sometimes we'll go outside of the world of anime, but predominantly I'll touch on things that are happening in front of us. And the first docket of the news tonight is is of course the continuation of the broken curse that One Piece has done with its live adaptation, Naruto, Naruto, is getting a live action. And it is reported that the writer is excited to harness the existing fan passion of the iconic IP. Now, this is something that's very important and something that we've talked about before and something that I am truly excited for within the depiction of anime and also live adaptations. The world we are going to now is where we are in the thicket of with Hollywood, which is that Hollywood knows one thing that is forever a staple and will never be defeated is one simple thing. Remakes. Things coming back from the past. Nostalgia. People love reminiscing about the good old times. And whenever somebody's in a position they're not happy about, they instantly go back to the past because they assume that's where they're happier. So what are they going to do? They're going to start bringing back more of our favorite shows. And of course, they're going to not only redo them, but they're also going to make them live adaptations. So Naruto Naruto is coming to us in a live form. I'm super excited about it because again, i said this and i'll keep saying this i have a feeling now that since netflix one piece has broken the curse more people are not only going to invest into it, but they're finally going to be comfortable to fully immerse themselves into an anime character role. Because we can all admit this and agree with this. Every single time we watch a live adaptation, whether it have been One Piece, which is the new good one, or we go back to Death Note. We go back and watch the Dragon Ball ones. We watch any of the Inuyashas. We go watch any of these things that have been done. If it's not from a standpoint of Japanese creation, which I could argue the Metal Alchemist live adapt, uh, action ones are sensational. I love them, hate all you want. The only one I can actually agree with everybody on is M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong and him destroying Avatar, but it's not even anime, but still, RIP. This is awesome. I'm very excited. I predict this one will also be just like One Piece. Naruto is gonna be amazing. I have no doubt in my mind this live adaptation is gonna be so effing good. Be prepared, be ready. I just want to get you guys hyped because, again, it's going to keep coming out and there's going to keep being more good live adaptations and remakes. So now the second story, which I'm so yoked about after 15 plus years, Code Geass is finally returning with a new anime series. Now, a tale as old as time and a discussion I've had with an enormous amount of people, right? I'm talking about so many people have talked about this with me. Is Code Geass a good anime? Is Code Geass worthy of being a top 10 anime? Is Code Geass better than Death Note? Bro, stop all the clappery of that lip. Stop flippity the lippities. Listen to me right now. Code Geass is a staple in the anime community. If you have not done yourself the justice of making time to watch this series, You are doing yourself a disservice. This is peak in every facet. The fact we're getting a new anime series, I am so pumped about because I will say this as well. There have been a lot of things that I'm worried about when they remake it, it might hurt the show. Because sometimes when a show is done so well, the continuation or the revamp or the remake could not be as good and could also detrimentally hurt the whole entirety of what it's trying to show. Do you know why I say that? Let's go to a recent one called Stampede. Trigun. I for one love Vash. I'm in love with Vash. I love the concept of Trigun. I think the first Trigun was perfection. Perfection. But guess what happened? That uh, Crunchyroll got a hold of it. They added the whole CGI thing and did their whole new concept and did Trigun Stampede. Now, I'm not saying it was bad, I'm just saying it was not the same, and they knew this. So what did they do with Stampede? They went extremely dark. They full sent into Knives. They made it so gruesome, so dark, almost kind of in a sense horrific in some aspects. It was so crazy the way they did it. I'm thankful they did because it would have not done any justice to the original making of the film. Vash is entirely different in this story. The original Vash, that's my dude. The original Vash, that's the guy I ride or die with. The original Vash is somebody I emulate my life after like people with Jesus Christ. I love that. She didn't want to choose. He believes in neutrality. He thinks everybody deserves to live. Why would a freaking, why would I kill a moth so the spider can live? Why can't they both live? Why don't we find a way for everybody to be prosperous? No. In Stampede, they went completely different. I'm not upset about it, I'm just saying I'm worried. So what is gonna happen here? I'm so glad that they're saying, and I quote this as they're saying, a new anime series. I hope it's something different or a different take on it or somehow some way different than just completely revamping it. Because again, you can hurt the product, right? If you're doing what they're doing with Spice and Wolf, if you guys don't know this, Spice and Wolf is one of my all-time favorite animes. It's the entire manga series above me. It's a light novel serial collection, uh, like medieval cover back there. It's even a tattoo on my arm. Okay, Spice and Wolf. I love that it's coming back And it's getting remade My only worry is Don't fuck with what it is Right? Like just don't hurt it Just keep it where it's at And I'm sure everybody will love it I'm happy more people can be exposed to it It's like y'all loving something Let's just say anime, right? Let's say you guys all love anime You've ride or died with it since the 90s Early 2000s. Now since it's publicly accepted You can rift with your homies Your family watches it with you You're pumped about it That's what I hope I really hope I really hope they don't fuck Code Geass up. I'm so hopeful that they're gonna make it even better because of this. So I'm gonna keep positivity. <laughs> I'm gonna stay active and I'm gonna stay very excited because again, I think this can be a knock out of the park. Code is peak. If anybody talks to me and they tell me that Code Geass is in their top 10, I'll dab you up so fast because you know good anime. You truly know good anime. So I had to bring this up. I'm excited, so we'll see. I just like the fact that it's called Code Geass Z of the Recapture. So I don't know what it means. I'm not spoiling anything. I like to be excited when it comes out. So we'll see. Now, the next news docket, Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 officially outsells Season 1 despite all of the MAPPA controversy. Now, this is something we talked about last week, and I'm going to get on my high horse here. I'm going to throw on this again because for some reason, don't get stuck. I keep being right. I don't know why it seems as people and consumers we like to sound like we know what we're talking about we like to make it seem like we are social justice warriors and we are fighting for equality and we want everybody to live the right and just life interesting so all of those same people who were saying that these animators at MAPA are overworked, they have been briming to the bone. I was reading things saying that they were working over 30 something days in a row without a day off and expre- like especially the fact that they're underpaid and yet everybody's still watching it. Hmm, okay, so then why are you complaining? Why are you here telling me that something needs to be done yet you're still watching the show? Interesting. You're probably the same people who walk by somebody getting robbed and say, oh, well, hopefully the police stop them. I think it's terrible. Let me post a picture. I did my justice. No, help them. Stop watching Jujutsu Kaisen if you truly want MAPPA to make a change. Do you understand this? I've talked about this last week. If we want to make a change, If we want these animators to get paid better, if we want them to have more substantial time off with their families, if we want them to not freaking literally be croaking because of how much they're working or have Mapa step up with a more applicable amount of workspace and employees, you need to stop watching their products, okay? It's that simple. I don't know what else to say. The fact I read this literally just, uh, we're lost. We're lost. I don't know what else to say. I'm sad, I'm so sad at the fact that we finally have public knowledge about this and people are like, yeah, let me post about it. I'm a content creator, let me make a video just for likes and views because I'm not gonna do a damn thing about it. Really, season two is now outsold season one? Shame on all of you. I hope you know I was catching back up on JJK because I'm behind, I stopped watching it. I haven't watched it in weeks. What are you doing? What are you doing? The next story, and, f- of course, just because we love division in the world, fans are sharply divided over the new Dragon Ball Dima art. Okay. Yes, it looks chibi. Okay? I'm not literally telling you anything that you don't know. Yes. It looks chibi. It looks chibi. Okay? It has more of, like, a kiddier design. But hold on. Hold on. Dragon Ball in its entirety and its truest form of animation style was meant for a younger audience. Shonen is made for children. They're trying to capitalize on the next generation. Do you know how old I was when I watched Dragon Ball? 14. Do you know that this is also going to be incorporated to the next new youth of people watching anime that are also? 14. The people who love watching Doryamon, Lupin the Third, Uh, Detective Conan, all these shows that are meant for younger audiences, I know what they're doing. They don't care about the older audience anymore. This is a new entire thing that they're trying to make for the next generation. Do you guys understand this? They're not trying to appease the old fans. If they were, they would have just redid Dragon Ball, okay? This is something new. They're trying to go out there and start something new. I respect them for even trying. I'm not in on it because personally, I think like, Ooh, a lot of Dragon Ball has been just getting uh, kind of played out just like Boruto or is just, uh, just stop while you're ahead. I don't need like 50 different types of it I don't need what is it called fast and furious 75 where they're going to the hollow earth or something to fight Godzilla in a tank. Uh, I don't need that. Okay. I think that personally The art is hard to get into, okay? I'm not truly going to say I'm not a fan of it, but it's different, right? But for some reason, we like comfort. We like to stay close to home. So just be easy. Be a little bit more calmer on this. Let's just see it play out before we jump up and we're in arms about it and we're divided. Like, let's just see, okay? Be happy you get more of what you love. And the last one on the docket, Mappa continues. Mappa and Mori Okada's new anime movie is coming to Netflix. And the movie is called... Maboroshi. now I'm very interested in this movie because if you guys aren't aware of this movie uh, let's just say Netflix is getting a hold of it because they know it's going to be a solid ass movie okay I recommend you look into it I recommend you kind of find out exactly what it entails, what it's about. It's a very artsy type of movie, and I'm actually personally excited for it because I am kind of a hopeless romantic inside. The only thing is, again, how the hell is MAPPA putting out everything? (laughs) It's crazy to me. I'm probably going to hold off watching this because I had this thing where I said no MAPPA stuff until next year. I'll probably hold out. I don't know when it's coming out. I didn't read up on it, but let's just say another movie to put on your guys' docket, so be excited about it (laughs) (laughs) and without further ado that was the news of the week and it's time to get into the anime of the week y'all want something new to watch already seen boku no people don't trip anime senpai has the show of the week coming in hot so sit back crack a brewski and get the popcorn ready because it's time for the anime of the week Ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to the podcast recording tonight or you're wondering exactly out loud, what the hell is anime of the week? Does that mean it's a new anime every single week? You're correct. What I like to do here and what I'm such a big fan of for all of you is I like to introduce you guys to more prevalent shows within the world. And sometimes maybe shows you've heard about, but nobody told you exactly why you should watch it. So every single week when we record live the podcast on Sundays, I introduce you guys to a new show and we watch the first episode together. So there's a show right now that's out this season that when we get into this topic after this about the top 10 shows in all of 2023, this show stuck out to me because right now I am consumed by Freeran. I don't care about any other show. I'm totally and utterly in love with Freeran. I'm watching it every single Friday. My toes curl when I see there's a new one downloadable. I lift up like SpongeBob. I plug in my headphones and I zen the F out. This show was one that's not too far from the past. This show snuck out of nowhere. And those who knew about it were so excited about it because this show literally will captivate you. I'm talking about this show is so effing good. You're about to cry for a character and never learn their name. Did I entice you? I hope I did. Welcome everybody, by the way, who's joining the Twitch side. Thank you for the Twitch sub. I appreciate you. Shout out to Notorious Ninja. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to watch the first episode of Two Year Eternity. Big Lord, Big Lord, Big Lord, Big Lord. The craziest part I've seen this episode countless times. You feel for a boy that you never even learn his name. Do you know the worst part about all this, too? When this hits. Oh, it's the fact there was a fucking force the way he was going. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. This is the first episode of Two Your Eternity and it is by far one of the greatest first episodes in anime. History. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care what anybody says. The fact you give me a character in an incorporation to an orb who becomes everything it touches in search of stimulation to find reason and purpose to live comes across this kid who has been by himself for five Effing years and finally gets the courage after watching all of his elders around him die being the last one alive Waiting for someone to come back goes on the adventure finally and in doing so hurts himself so bad He has to stop his adventure after going for a week forward goes all the way back just to end up dying And then when he (laughs) dies, oh my god Oh, if that is not some of the best story writing within one fucking episode, I don't know what to tell you there have been shows I've watched seasons of and haven't wept an inch, had no emotional attachments, nothing. In one episode, I feel for a kid, I will never know his name. That is unbelievable. Oh my God. Oh, The craziest part is too, the story still gets good. Like that is such an opening. I assumed after watching this first episode and keep in mind when this show came out, when it was releasing, I was watching weekly cause I was so invested. Trust me when I say this, that's not the worst scene in this first season. That is nowhere near the worst scene in this first season. You're going to get incorporated to a guy who can't even show his face because of something that happens to him. And when you see his story attached to the woman he loves, oh my God, I'm telling you right now. When they just explain that this character that you're gonna realize who it is, it's not just an orb, you'll find out. When you get introduced to all of this stuff, the craziest thing about this show is it does something only a handful of shows have ever done for me. Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden took me from an emotional roller coaster on an episodic vibe every single episode. And then this show, as well as Freerin, the new one that's out right now this season, is uneffing matched. And I mean this when I say this, you need to feel something. Stop numbing yourself. Everybody constantly asks me, how do I stop watching Shonen? Put down the pipe. Like, you know, just stop being numb stop numbing yourself embrace the feelings it's the reason why so many people are afraid of mushrooms and psychedelics you're going to experience something you're going to feel things you probably haven't felt in a long time if not reattuned to something inside of you that you have been neglecting for oh so long this show is breathtaking i felt for a kid i don't even know his name holy crap dude to your eternity Episode 1 for this week's Anime of the Week is by far one of the greatest first episodes in anime. I don't care what anybody says. That is unbelievable. Oh my god, oh my god, jeez Louise, and I hate you all <laughs> because I don't. I love you so much and that's that's why I wanted to show you this. I just hate the fact I had to relive that. I put that behind me for a good amount of time and reliving that was very, very tough. Okay. Ah, oh, composure, composure, composure. Now that we have gone through the news of the week, now that we have watched the anime of the week, which I will go on a lark and say it'll probably make you feel some type of way, it's time to continue now and go into the top 10 shows in all of 2023 we're about to get into the end of this year we're about to end the fall season of 2023 we are about to officially undergo within a few months the runnings and the listings for not only the crunchyroll award show and everything that's included with characters the storyline the scores the depiction the animation everything is coming to an end here and we're about to start anew so before we move forward and go into the next season of anime and start the winter 2024 we Have to look back. And so I asked myself, why is it so important and why is it so prevalent to look backwards, especially over what has happened over the entire year? Well, just like we watch within Anime of the Week, I want to make sure you didn't miss something that needed to be enjoyed. Because most of the time, when we're out on a hike, right, and we're doing our thing, we have a destination in mind and we're all pushing for that position or platform or peak, whatever it is, that view, we set off on a hike for a purpose and we have a destination in mind. And unfortunately, so many of us get consumed by that destination. We overlook the little things along the journey that would have been so precious if we stopped. To see a butterfly come out of its cocoon, to see a lizard that you would have never saw before, to stop and breathe some fresh air when a breeze comes by and enjoy the atmosphere and the accomplishments of how far you've gotten. That's what this is. That's exactly why we have to do this. And everybody knows it goes out with saying, Every single year, we have some immaculate peak shows to talk about, and as I've been witnessing, as years progress, there have been some seasons that blown myself out of the water. Let's talk about the summer season, for example. Do you know how many bangers came out this year within the summer season? It's unbelievable, and so it's it's just, we have to do this. Like We have to go through all of them, and we have to take some time, and I'm gonna say this right here, too. This year not only hit different, I'm going to make a prediction... We're going to have a lot of remakes coming out next year and then in 2025. So be prepared. I have a feeling that this Code Geass thing, the one piece live adaptation, including the Naruto Naruto Naruto, the thing that's coming out now with them and their live adaptation as well. We're going to get a lot more. I know Spice and Wolf for myself is about to come out this next year as well. So my prediction is we're about to get a few of them, probably some that you guys have been either yearning for to rewatch or you may have never even watched in the first place because you overlooked it, right? So that's my big prediction. So now, before we move forward, there's a myriad of things that, we have to grade this year right so what you can expect for the rest of this year is tonight we're going to rate all of the shows i'm going to go through the movies i'm going to go through the shows ovas and i'm going to tell you exactly why these ones stand out above the rest and then we're going to go into characters on our next show we're going to go into storylines projection and also news things and things that were so pivotal that happened within the anime sphere within this entire world we need to make sure we put our staple in it before we move forward so we don't repeat the errors of our past like one of them that's on my prevalent focus is anime conventions i'm In Los Angeles, I'm in LA. The thing that pisses me off the most with like LA Expo and LA cons and all these things, Comic Cons, some of these things are so overpacked and over-sardine and oversold and over-promised. Now the consumer has become the third or fourth, fourth most important thing within the entirety of the event when you should always be number one. So there's a lot of things, especially this map of thing, everything else, there's a lot to get to. So now that we have this here, I have to touch on one more thing, real quick. The word anime. I feel it needs to be changed, and let me tell you why. Anime is something that is getting a little interesting, right? When I bring up a show called Blue Eye Samurai, what do you think? Have any of you ever even watched Blue Eye Samurai? Do any of you even know that Blue Eye Samurai is on Netflix right now? And it was recently released, and I can argue is probably the runner if it was able ...to be anime of the year. This show is unbelievable. It is 8 episodes, they are 45 to 50 minutes each, and it is on Netflix. And it came out in November. The thing that's so insane about this, and why I think we need to have an open discussion of what we classify as anime now moving forward... It's always been Japanese, Japanese animation style. I mean, for God's sake, Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, Studio Ghibli, which is out of Japan, has literally argued they want to be in their own tier. They have even said, we're not even anime. We're literally like Disney. We're our own style, which is funny because Disney had to buy DreamWorks out because DreamWorks was doing better than Disney, but that's for another time. Ghibli has even said themselves, we are a completely different thing. We don't even consider ourselves anime, right? Why is it that... We're still having issue incorporating animation styles outside of Japan. And let me rift for a second here. I might change your mind when you let me go. For some reason, we've kept it solace, right? And we've kept it pure and we've kept it to its origins. Do you know the plot line for Blue Eye Samurai? Do you know that it takes place back in the 1600s? Or 17, 18, whatever it was. Back when they closed the borders to Japan and anybody that was outside of Japanese descent was not allowed in. And if you were in, you were demonized, scrutinized, almost in a lot of other words I can use, but I don't want to get ca- or kicked off streaming right now. It's disgusting what happened, right? And it's happened time and time again in different cultures and religions and everything within time itself. The crazy thing is, I feel like we still have that in a lot of settings. So hear me out. Why is it that now with the world welcoming anime, I'm talking about the world. I'm here in California, in the US, there's people in Brazil, there's people in Netherlands. For God's sakes, I've looked up ratings, there's people in Antarctica watching anime. Why is it that, for some reason, we are still not welcoming in other forms of animation into the hub of anime? Why? Just because of a simple definition of origin? Well, I've argued, Aaron Yeager changed from a protagonist to the antagonist. But people didn't agree. They said, that's crazy. That's not possible. Okay, people also thought we couldn't fly. How was that flight to wherever you went last time? People also said, yeah, horses and buggies are the only way. How was driving your car to get some McDonald's earlier or wherever you went? Do you understand that we set limitations because we haven't been able to overcome them or we haven't allowed our mind to open up to what else is out there? Blue-Eye Samurai is an anime to me, just like Avatar The Last Airbender, which a lot of people say, that's a cartoon, Nickelodeon, it's from Western society. You're not wrong, but it's also animation. Why aren't we putting it all together and finding the best of the best? Do you know why I say that? Kind of funny how Blue-Eyed Samurai, Ah! did you guys know that it's actually a French-American animation? And it's arguably, again, anime of the year. Also, do you know what else this reminds me of? Arcane, League of Legends. Also, French-American animation. Um, Interesting, because again, I thought Arcane was a masterpiece. Do you know I've only given probably a handful of shows the term masterpiece? Do you know Arcane is one of them? Do you know why? The animation style is very unique. Just like Blue-Eyed Samurai, the storytelling from the entire lore of the video game, if you've never heard of League of Legends, it's one of the top MOBAs for like a long time. It's like Fortnite, you know? It's crazy to think that people still are not open to welcoming in all forms of animation to be against each other for the greatest form of animation in the world. And if you would like to say, well, let's keep it regional still. Let's let Japan have their own anime style and add in the others, okay, that's fine. But why aren't we welcoming in more forms of animation then? Why aren't we expanding it? I don't like that we're limiting ourselves because, again, Arcane, when I watched it and reviewed it, was probably one of the greatest animes at that time. And arguably, again, should have probably been up for anime of the year. But, of course, it wasn't because it's not technically an anime, right? Well, same thing here. Blue Eye Samurai. I think it's up to us, the next generation, those who have the position to stand, that have the voice to do it, that have platforms to do it. I think we need to start opening the gates, Just like the story in Blue Eye Samurai. I think we need to let in more animes. So I just wanted to shout out again, Blue Eye Samurai, because I just got halfway in, a little bit over half. This anime is insane. I promise you, if you spend a couple hours and watch the first episode or two on Netflix tonight, you're gonna come back and tell me, dog, that is insane. And the story that it touches on, touches on everything. It's insane. One of my favorite characters has no hands in this show. Let that intrigue you as it must so now it's time to move forward i'm getting off of my high horse i won't preach anymore because i know it's not possible right now it's time to get into the animes of all of 2023 now before i go into my top 10 list i have them in order i have a lot of things to talk about i'm not only going to tell you why i think they're positioned where they are i'm going to tell you when it was released in what seasonal position within the year itself right We have to go through honorable mentions first, because if I don't, I'm doing a very big injustice to you because I don't only want to talk about 10 animes because there was a lot more than 10 animes within one freaking season. And there's four seasons in a year, right? I want to start with the honorable mention of movies, because unfortunately, I didn't see any movie as honorable enough to be in the top 10 as the best anime of all 2023. So that's why I think starting with honorable mentions, again, is going to bring you privy, maybe a little bit of excitement, or maybe kind of validate the fact that you do like a good show. Because I only mentioned Peak here. I don't talk about anything else. One of the movies we have to talk about is Black Clover. Black Clover came out with Sword of the Wizard King. I, myself, was a big fan of Black Clover. It started to get a little too metic- meticulous to me, and I liked the concept in the beginning. Asta, for God's sake, thank God I stayed around, because Asta would have shoved me off a cliff if I listened for any more longer. Holy crap. Uh, but the fact is, the show's good. I fell off about the wizard part where they went to the wizard village and everything with the Diamond Kingdom and everything. That's just my personal preference. I'm not a shonen guy, but I can still appreciate good artwork. The movie is very good. I've heard riveting reviews. I watched some of it myself. It's definitely adaptation-wise worthy, and it's very well done, and it does the service of the franchise justice. It had to be an honorable mention. The next one, it's kind of funny how like so many people, this is like about a year or two ago on TikTok, I saw so many people having fun with the whole, you know, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai and they'd be like, went for the bunny girl, left with the feels. Well, it's a pretty damn good show. And if you actually took your time to watch Bunny Girl Senpai, the full name is Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, you might be actually impressed to know the first episode with Mai Sakurajima, who is literally designed perfection. She looks gorgeous in her bunny girl suit. It gets really deep with the whole adolescent syndrome and everything else that happens. You might be actually in for a fun ride when you watch what happens with Dreaming Girl, the movie that is the continuation of that. And then this year they come out with two of them. Not only do they come out with Rascal Does Not Dream of Sister Venturing Out, but they also come out with also of a knapsack kid. Pretty dope to see that they're continuing this franchise. And I have no doubt within the Japanese culture itself or Eastern, especially here in Western, too, this show hits different. It really does. And I'm kind of somebody, too, that always looks for uniqueness. I mean, for God's sakes, you had me tearing up on one episode tonight, and I wasn't prepared for that, but I expected it. I thought I was stronger, but I failed to my emotions yet again. The fact is, these two movies are very well done. I'm a fan of the franchise, I love the entirety of the series, and these three movies now they have, there might even be four for all I know, but these two that came out this year are absolutely worth a watch and an honorable mention. Now another one, I can't even put it on my list yet because I haven't seen it, I'm gonna go watch it Wednesday when it was released here in the States in IMAX, I cannot freaking wait, is The Boy and the Heron. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Miyazaki, Miyazaki, It's been almost 10 years, I believe, since his last movie and Hayao, I have so much love for him because he has been something of a forefront innovator when it comes to movies. Like I just told you guys when we were talking about the riff with different type of animation styles around the world, people have argued and they themselves at Studio Ghibli have said, we're not even anime. We're our own thing over here. And I respect that. So Miyazaki, just like Kin- uh, Makoto Shinkai, who did three of like the most prominent movies of recent history, Your Name, Weathering With You, and Suzume, this movie, and I'm calling it right now, is probably going to be his best work to date. Do you know how incredible it is to think about 10 years in the making? Do you know that when I've read the reviews on this movie and heard about everything that it touches on, friendships, mourning, Passing on, moving forward, real life-ish, this is going to hit so well and it's going to capture the animation style we all love. And if you've never done yourself the service of really sitting down and taking the time to enjoy all of that it has to offer, I kind of feel bad for you because, I mean, think about it truly. The whole fact of the matter is this is what's next. This is going to be up next and I promise all of you, please go see it in theaters Do yourself a service. Don't wait for this to come out on cassette or stream it online. Go to a movie theater. Enjoy them while we have them. They're not going to be around for much longer. Promise. Movie theaters are a dying breed. They're going to be extinct soon. So go watch this in IMAX. It's definitely well worth it. Now, another one we have to touch on. We already went through these. Is, of course, quintessential quintuplets. Okay. I get it. I understand the hate for harems. I understand what everybody thinks about them. Personally, myself, I'm falling off of them as well. They're getting too repetitive. They're getting too mummy-dummy at this point. I just don't care for them. They just seem too regurgitated. It's why I have an issue with isekais, right? Now that we're reborning as a pig, reborning as a vending machine, I'm on strike. I'm not doing it. The same thing comes with this show, right? I'm upset personally. That's probably why I'm venting. I didn't like who he picks. That's personal preference-wise. It's the the five sisters. One ends up being the winner. I get it. I understand it. The movie I heard is great. I know already who he picks because I asked somebody, so I don't care to watch it. But I had to mention it because it's a very big franchise with a lot of people. It's done extremely well, and it kind of keeps you guessing and trying to figure out, but we all know who's best. We all know who's best, girl, okay? It's not headphones. It's not Miku. We know who it is, okay? Stop it. (laughs) All right. Now, after I've done all the movies, it's now time to do a couple honorable mention of shows Before I give you the top 10 Because again, there were a lot of shows within this year That I am a big fan of And I think they're very well done and very good But unfortunately, they're not the best of the best The first one is Harimia, The Missing Pieces Now hold your horns, hold your voices Hold your upsetness or whatever it is Understand that with Harimia, the first season is gold I loved it, everything about it It was enough for me There's been a lot of shows that I've said I'm good. When I've had enough of my fill, I don't eat more just because I can. I'm full, I know my limits. Just like I said this, and this might be controversial, My Dress Up Darling, I don't need any more. My Dress Up Darling was beautiful. I loved how it ended with Gojo Kun and her. On the phone after the festival scene, perfection. I don't need any more, I know what comes next. I know they love you, I'm good, I'm good. I've seen everything I need. It was unique, it captured my essence. I'm chilling, Big Poppy, I don't need any more. Same with Harimia. No hate to it. It's still good. I still watched it. It's just not the best out of the best of the top 10. Now, the next one, I'll admit I'm somebody who also does not give this show enough credit. I'm somebody who has definitely been off the train, and I know it's at my own fault. Bungo Stray Dogs, right? So, Harimia Harimia came out in summer of 2023 last year. Now, Bungo Stray Dogs, this is the fifth season. Count them up: one, two, three, four, fifth. The fifth season. This came out also in summer of 2023. A lot of summer ones. Just heads up: summer was a banger this year. It might be the actual season of the year. This show is on its fifth season. Do you know that most shows that are shonens, seinen's, it's not easy to keep getting seasons, and especially having enough material that you can invest your consumers or fans. To truly be diehards and also constantly want more from the series right you can only name a couple big-headed ones that are actually out there of course we know one piece my hero academia black clover a hunter hunter which has had its issues because the creator is sick of here off and on a lot of these different shows right naruto we know this bungo i think we're all sleeping on it and i'll admit it too i've been sleeping on it a lot I'm actually kind of upset at myself that I didn't give it more of a chance after the third season just because I know of how much it still had to offer. And everybody I talk to that's a ride or die for this show, they're not biased. Like, they're not... What's the word you could use? Like, they're not distorted. They're not disconjointed. They're not like ego, uh, ego egotistical and like biasly telling you it's a good show just because it's their favorite. Like legit, they give me some succinct analytical and really trying reasons as to why this show is actually pretty damn good. I just know my type isn't shounens. I just had to give it an honorable mention again because again, it is pretty wild to see a show go five seasons deep. Especially now with so many shows out there and everything so shoutouts to them as well now another one Which uh, if we want to talk about the best first episodes of all time don't look far from Goblin Slayer Goblin Slayer ah, uh, do you want to come with us to slay some dragons Goblin Slayer? Nah, why not? Goblin Slayer this dude just kills goblins in that first episode Little trying little trying uh, for Netflix. I excuse me crunchyroll requirements It's pretty testy. That first episode is pretty testy and also makes you realize how gruesome and disgusting goblins really are. Goblin Slayer, finally, after all this time, and I'm a big proponent and I loved the first season, even after the first episode, it does get good. It's on its second season now and it's been fun. It's been a good watch and I've kind of had that whole miss of it too, you know? Like, I I actually enjoy it. It was something different and I love that kind of Adventure Guild vibe. That's why I like... Gosh, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? I love that whole leveling, the clan, the skill base. I think it's great. I mean, say all the shit you want about sword art online. There's a reason why that first half with Ironcrad is goaded. You can say whatever you want. It's the father of Isekai's, right? This show's unique. I actually dig it. The second season, it's worth the watch. You might actually enjoy it. Now, another one that I've fallen off, sadly, again, because... I just have so much I got to watch for all this content purposes. Dr. Stone New World. Now, this one had two parts this year. And so let's go back through a couple of them quick so I can tell you when they came out. Harimia Missing Pieces was summer 2023. Bungo Stray Dogs, the fifth season, was also summer 2023. Goblin Slayer season two was fall. So right now, 2023. And Dr. Stone uh, New World part one and two was beginning in the end of this year, I believe. Something like that. This show also, Senku-chan, Mr. Buck Choi hair himself, it's a really good show. If you wanna test the waters, I highly recommend watching the first three episodes of the first season and getting a vibe for a story that is so unique because it takes you into the world now of prehistoric, where the entire world is now gone because Medusa set off a bomb and the whole world got petrified. And now Senku has to rebuild everything from the ground up. Surprisingly, It has a lot of depth to it. There's a reason why it's now in New World. It's third season. So (laughs) definitely honorable mention. Shout out to the concept. I love anime science. It's always been a fan of mine. Now, a couple more real quick that we have to do because again, there's been a lot of good shows this year. Just not all of them are top 10 worthy. This is one of my favorite shows. So this says how much I had to do for this top 10 list, okay? Ancient Magus Bride. This is a show that is one of those shows that actually, and almost pretty crazily, captured me instantly. Because Chisei and Elias, these two characters are almost on, like we watched earlier, with... (laughs) Oh, the character, I don't know his name. I wish I could shout him out. But in a lot of different shows that are touching on emotion and growing into understanding oneself and trying to find more reason and why you're even alive, Violet Evergarden, To Your Eternity, Freer in that we're realizing as well with the life of an elf. This show shows you how when a girl who was birthmarked with so much and seeing all of these entities and ghouls and all these things that nobody else can see and gives up on life almost, kind of gets taken in by this figure, this whole world is such a beautifully designed... Almost... It seems like it's not real, right? And I know it's anime, but I mean, the concept what they bring to me, it seems so beautiful. It's a fantasy at its purest form. It touches on so many great realms and these different type of entities that live past what we can see and challenging your expression of what is real. And then the season two goes into like a Harry Potter vibe and they go to this like wizard and witchcraft school. It's just it's so fun. I'm intoxicated with it. I love the show. But again, I'm still realistic, I can put my bias to the side and let you know, it's definitely a sensational show, but the top 10 are in a tier list of their own. And a couple more, we talked about it, Trigun Stampede. I was very worried when Stampede was originally coming out because I didn't know what to expect, I didn't know where it was gonna go, I wasn't sure how they were gonna touch on it, they went more of the darker route, kind of staying consistent with what the writing is and et cetera. It's still such a good time. I actually thoroughly enjoyed the animation style, even though it's pretty much completely CGI. And I liked how they portrayed Wolfie. I like how they portrayed Vash. I like how they portrayed uh, Meryl, even though they got rid of some characters like her friend in this one. It was dark. It was like more of like an adult version of Vash. It's a good watch. It's definitely different. Thankfully, it didn't hurt the franchise to me. It kind of just made people more aware that it even existed. Uh, Three more real quick. The Eminence in Shadow second season. Now, I might get flack for this one, even though I'm not even in my top 10 list yet of all of 2023. The Eminence in Shadow. The first season is better than the second season? Fight me, okay? Fight me. The first season's allure, the first season's immaculate depiction of how they showed this story... I'm actually surprised I vibed with it as hard as I did. I kind of had a prediction and said I think this is going to be a good one when I did my season preview. I was not expecting it to be this much of a good-ass show. And if you haven't watched it, let me just tell you. Uh, Harem vibes, maybe. The, f- the fact of the matter is, though, it's like an adult version from a completely different concept and throwing in maybe vampires, ghouls, goblins. Uh, sort of online. I just... Eh, maybe Kirito, I don't know. I'm just saying, okay... It's such a good show. It's rated extremely high. It deserves the rating. As for myself, again, I might get some flack. I think the first season is better and that's just me. But again, I'm not taking anything away from it. I think the show is still sensational. If you have not watched this show, shame on you. Put it on your watch list of tens of millions of animes you probably have. It's still really well done. Two more honorable mentions. Demon Slayer. Now, Komitsu no Yaiba! I know globally, this is probably one of the biggest animes right now. It has to be top three next to One Piece, and I'm not sure, like franchise-wise, in the moment, what might be up there, but probably JJK. I'd say JJK, Demon Slayer, and One Piece. But to myself, and I mean this the most respectable way I possibly can, this is like Naruto, Naruto. It's like One Piece. It's just not enough for me. It's very straightforward. It's very simplistic. It's a shonen style. They're going to tie in a lot of life lessons and etc. for you. I know there's a marketplace for it. Trust me. I get it. Me, I'm looking for two-year eternity stuff. I'm looking for stuff that questions my ability and makes me really think about stuff from a different perspective. That's just who I am. And I think when you have that mindset, you can unbiasedly look past a lot of different things and look over just animation style and really see a story for what it is, right? I don't like when people have plot armor. I'm coming out there and saying that in most of these prominent shounens, your main character is never going to die. Never. Even at the end of the show. Why I say Attack on Titan it's in a league of its own. And shout outs to the creator for that one. So had to say it. Demon Slayer. Just not my vibe. Still respect it. I know it's one of the biggest shows in the world. I think it was the biggest show this year, if I'm not mistaken. I get it. Trust me. I just still think it's kind of funny that uh, they knew how much you guys are ride or die fans of Demon Slayer. So they literally released the Mugen Train movie. And then the first four episodes of the Mugen Train art were the movie. So you guys had to rewatch it or wait a month to get the new stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to dance on your grave, but that was funny. And I know this is kind of controversial as well. Mashoko Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, the second season not a top 10 anime this year. I know, I know, I've defended it. I've had a lot of people that I've seen content creators come on their high horse and like, this is an anime that's promoting, oh, uh, the P word and it's not good. It's about a grown ass man and a little boy's body and doing, so-. okay, chill. You're missing the point of this movie. It's realistic. Like that's the point. If you were a 30 something year old person and you go back into a kid's body and you retain all your memories, you telling me you ain't gonna indulge a little bit, my boy? You tripping? Trippin'. It's a great story. The second season, and this is why I kind of can't put it on my top 10. I don't know about you guys. That first episode, I just have an issue when characters go through this, like, this image crisis, and they're really kind of hard at understanding who they are, why they're doing what they do. Rudius has to, like, regain his confidence and understand what he's going through after this girl leaves him after, you know, his his uh, intercourse and all. So it's like, I watched that first episode, and it's just... I don't like that right like it it just doesn't seem real it feels forced for content purposes and to expand the the show and the series you know why I say that because again I'll bring up SAO because it's just so prevalent a lot of this gun gale online I don't know what people think about it I didn't care for it personally some people say it's their favorite etc I think alicization are neck and neck with the first season. I just really didn't like Kidito fumbling and like turning into this, oh my god, laughing coffin, I killed people. Oh my god. Bro, you had to. It's either killed or be killed. You're in a situation. You had to do what you had to do. You save people's lives. Stop this bullcrap. I don't like when these figures that are just so dominant and confident just cave. Didn't we just see Interior Eternity? This kid stayed the same till he died. Kidito fumbled the bag. And then he has like this like, ugh. So the same thing with Rudeus, it was just off-putting, the season progressively gets better, but it's just too much of a focus on Rudeus understanding self again, and getting confidence, and leveling up, and just, ugh, it was my whole issue with Rising of the Shield Hero, I didn't even put Rising of the Shield Hero on here, do you guys understand that I was such a ride or die of Rising of the Shield Hero Season 1, the fact that Season 2 was such a flop, I still haven't started Season 3, can you believe that? Literally, if y'all have totally skipped it like I did, I can sum up the entire second season in like four sentences. Literally, a turtle pops up, they vanquish the turtle, they go to a different dimension to save this girl, becomes another uh, cardinal hero, and so does Raphtalia. There you go, go to season three. Pointless, right? You know, like, ugh. So I couldn't put it on there. So now, those are all the honorable mentions. I had to get them out of the way again just because of respectfulness. There's a lot of good shows. I would have felt bad only talking about 10. So now, let's go from 10 to one and I will tell you exactly when they came out and why they're so prevalent. At number 10, I'm sure a lot of people were probably slapped in the face with this show or still have no idea what it is. At number 10, my happy marriage summer of 2023 i am somebody who is a hopeless romantic Even though I know That does not exist In this world Becoming a Disney reality Looking for a princess To save her No homie She's from the streets Leave her on the streets Okay I, I'm just saying Like even with guys too It's it's a whole Messed up concept Right now And it comes down To this thing right here We are overexposed To too much Social media outlet We have too much People connected At our fingertips As soon as something Goes bad Our endorphins Are so effed up Because the endorphin Releases we get From scrolling constantly All of this Mass consumption of media You jump ship so fast, I swear you can make it quicker than McDonald's can pop out a cheeseburger at this point. It's almost improbable to truly find true love and to see somebody for who they are because of the mass amount of corrosion within our minds, right? This is an interesting concept. Arranged marriage, right? Something that almost seems ancient to us in this modern day, especially here in Western society, right? Arranged marriage? Could it really be that good? Can it actually even be enjoyable? That just sounds horrid. God forbid, shame on her family. Shame on everything that happened. Well, I mean, if you don't know, a lot of places in history and past occasions, and even some places still today, a lot of families marry within power to keep their lineages or to build connections or alliances. It's unfortunate truth of how a lot of things were. Some people were used as tools. I mean, I still feel like we are to this day, right? The fact is, though, that concept is totally washed away. She's treated like Cinderella in her house. Her family treats her like dog. She's literally made to do everything. They see her as invaluable and send her off to marry some weird-ass lord who can't get acquainted to anybody and nobody can get close to him. Oh, sounds like a perfect Hallmark movie. It's wintertime. The big city girl meets... the country boy who's trying to save all of the orphans from the closed down orphanage she comes in with money i guess it just seems like it right i'm telling you right now okay read my lips when i say this okay mate come here closer for my friend come here closer it's good it's really good it is literally top 10 worthy and i could also argue it is the best romance anime this year fight me Fight me, fight me, fight me. Go to Netflix, watch it. It's one season, you'll get through it quickly and then come back and talk to me, okay? (laughs) Summer 2023, my happy marriage coming in at number 10 at the top 10 of all the animes in 2023. Now, let's go to number eight. Who would I be if I didn't put Bleach on the top 10 list? You are crazy. Dog, doggets, Weeb, Weebettes. How has nobody been talking about the fact on a higher level? I know it was mentioned here and there and it just dies quickly. Do you all know how old Bleach is? Like, I know people like to tout, One Piece has been going on for over 20 years. Okay, uh, pause. Do you understand how prevalently important Bleach was? Do you guys know how important Bleach was to the whole society of anime? Like, do you know the origins of Bleach? Do you know how far back it goes? You ever heard of something called the Big Three? <laughs> like, I just dude, the fact that we actually had so much of a wait and we finally got the thousand-year blood war, especially part two within summertime of 2023, which I could argue too, was so immaculately animated, and thank God they waited till we had the ability to do it. You have to play you have to pay homage and you have to pay respect to your elders. Bleach is an elder i'm not biased i'm not even loopy i'm not anything other of telling you this is huge the fact it's back and it's doing well i know there's some controversy with the ending of this part but that's okay but the fact it's doing well i'm gonna tell y'all even if you've never had the time to watch bleach or don't want to you should do yourself a favor and just watch a few episodes from this newest season that just came out You'll actually be pretty impressed. And I personally love the Edo period of Japanese culture. I love samurais. I love everything that's connected to it. Just saying. Pretty badass. I'm actually very impressed. And happy that it can complete itself. Just like I'm happy when we talked about in the news segment not too long ago. That Hunter Hunter. It's confirmed. There's multiple endings ready. And if he dies, God forbid, there's an ending ready. That's so cool to hear. So... I hope it ends well, and I hope they complete it just like they need to. I am ecstatic that i may actually able to watch this come to fruition. Now, at number eight, ZOM 100. Also came out summer 2023. A lot of these shows I'm talking about, about half of them, almost half of them are summertime. ZOM 100 is one of the most artistic. It feels like a cyberpunk story thrown into a modern-day zombie tie, but also that first episode so immaculately touches on the concept of the Japanese working man, and now people are, like, just all of a sudden becoming prevalent, they're like, oh, what's going on in Japan? What's going on with these working men? Why is it that all of a sudden, all of these people in Japan... Are overworking at Mapa. What's really going on? I'm so confused. How is this a relevant thing? Um. Yeah. Welcome in. Welcome to the fact that uh, Zom 100, not only touched on that, it turned itself into such a beautifully designed world. And I'm telling you, it was fun to watch. How about the fact that they turn everything into a vibrant rainbow of colors, right? Like with the zombies when they're k- croaked, or people you know k- croaked, and they have like the k- blood on the floor. It's painted in vibrant colors. This cover picture alone shows you how much fun this show is. And again, why are we watching anime? Why? Some people would say just to kill time. Those ones I feel bad for. I want to be entertained. I want to enjoy. I want to be chasing stimulation and finding something I've never seen before. I was so encompassed by this when it came out. I went and watched the Netflix live adaptation movie of it. And it was a fun-ass time. The whole shark scene, incredible, right? So I think, honestly, it should even be up for the running of anime of the year, to be honest with you. It's such a fun, unique show, and the concept is so real. The fact is this main dude, the one that has, like, the Digimon goggles on his eyes, uh, his head... The fact is, like, when the world starts to end and the zombies are taking over, and then, like, he's now escaping the working life that he's been shoved into for the past few years, he's so freed and relieved and happy. That says something, right? I mean, God, dude. ZOM 100 is such a fun show. All all these top tens, I hope you have on your list if you haven't already seen, because these are the best animes from all of 2023. Now, let's continue... And go to number seven. And even though all the controversy, even though everything that's going on with MAPPA, etc., 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 I can't let that take away from the actual story and the animated version of this show itself. JJK Season 2. Arguably, and I probably agree, better than Season 1. And... That's a big thing I have issues with with a lot of shōnen's is just how quickly they get thrown into shows, right? So, for example, uh, the way the show starts, just a kid out doing his thing, visiting Gramps in the hospital. Oh, crap. Gramps is gone. Oh, there's a finger. I ate it. Now, here we go. I'm a part of the group, and I'm trying to get all the fingers back to appease Sukuna. Okay. I get it. Like, I honestly, I do. It's I I understand it. The whole concept of it is the elaborate fight scenes, the tournament arcs, and all this stuff. I get it. It's shounen. I understand. But the characters themselves are pretty cool. I mean, when you have somebody like Gojo-kun, who is so vastly consuming, every girl in the peripheral I know of, and especially most guys, are in love with this dude, and then you keep adding more characters that are becoming fan favorites, or a freaking panda that's a vessel, like... D- it's such a fun time it really is and i can unbiasedly agree and say it's a really good show it's probably the best of the dark trio right now between chainsaw man jjk and uh, hell's paradise right i mean i personally like chainsaw man the best but hey i will not take away anything from jjk but i also might say that you know because jjk season two came out in summer 2023 uh at number seven number six is hell's paradise (laughs) Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> now, understand, I know there are an immense amount of people who will even tell me that Jujitsu Kaisen is their favorite anime of all time. No hate. I love you for it. A lot of the younger audiences now, that's like their Naruto, and they're getting introduced basically to the Dark Trio as their big three, right? I get it. Kind of funny how all the big three is mapped, but that's for another time. Uh, I will say this Hell's Paradise captures what i love the most and i think they did it extremely well the fact that you have these samurais right and our main kid that kind of looks like you know a knockoff version of Belle Cronel from, you know, yeah, is a round to pick up girls in a dungeon. I still think the whole entirety of this show, and especially uh, this Burnett samurai waifu right there, she's immaculate. The fact is this show and the intro alone and the whole depiction of the storytelling of how they consume you within this island of looking for the immortality, the fountain of youth, the veil to live forever, it was actually surprisingly interesting and the fact is when they take you to that first little tournament thing where the guy the connoisseur the counselor or whatever of all these criminals basically saying oh yeah start killing each other and whoever's left will send you the island and then you can gain your freedom forever it's like what and you just watch people dropping like flies and this main character he seems so lifeless but then you even have him questioning like am i lifeless and then when he starts to believe he has value within his wife quote unquote was that just done to me to make me do what I... It's it's actually a little bit of a mind warp. And the fact is, I did have some issues with the ending of the first season. I think that they kind of strung out that fight a little too long for my preference. But again, I have to understand shonens and what they're doing. And I see how they're setting it up. And I, I'm also... I'm worried about season two start. Because just as we talked about with Reincarnated... Or excuse me, jobless Reincarnation... Oh, I hope they don't start this now where he's like trying to re-remember everything because something happens at the end of that first season. I will not spoil it if you haven't seen it, but I have this feeling now like they're going to spend a good majority of the second season like him regaining his memory, remembering what happened, this, this, this. So again, I don't like when you take development in places it doesn't need to be and you kind of just use it to add like more of like window dressing to a story. But regardless, that's besides the point that does not deviate from the rating of it within this last year. Hell's Paradise was such a good time. It's really hard to get me now to be on the edge of my seat for certain shows every single week. This show did it. And I, again, I have a lot of respect for the Dark Trio. I think they're doing a lot for anime in a respectable way too. Now, this one came out, again, in spring of 2023. Let's go to the top five, the best anime of all of 2023. It should go without say, Oshinoko. Oshinoko is a pop idol anime. And as we just watched that first episode of, uh, oh, I'm spacing on it right now, but uh, to your eternity, the fact is this first episode could probably be put into the rankings of the best first episodes in anime history. This first episode to this show is a movie. A movie. The prologue to the entire story itself Everything that happens within this is not even technically the show. It's unreal. And honestly, it sucks that so many people fell off of it after that first episode because of how consuming it was. I still think it's just as good. The entire season was immaculate. And it's on pop idols, like pop stars. What? This pop star gets pregnant, so she's hiding it. She meets this doctor. Something happens. Reincarnation, maybe, possibly. And then maybe revenge or trying to solve a mystery of a murder. There's been a murder. Y'all are tripping. If you don't think that this is a top five show from last year, I have people who tell me it's their favorite show. I respect them. I would tell them you're validated. Anybody who has any of these five shows that I'm about to mention in their top from last year, or even if they're all time favorites, I respect the hell out of you because you know, peak when you see it. Oshinoko, These two brother and sisters now that have to take over the world and become entertainers. I'm an entertainer. I work at radio and television. I'm doing content for fun as well. The fact is, you give me something like that in an anime form, but that first episode captivated me so much, it carried my excitement into the show itself. Top five. Absolutely immaculate. If you skipped that, I pity you. I pity the fool. At number four... And this one is literally going on as we speak. There could be two in my top five here that are literally still going on in season. Apothecary Diaries. Now, shout out to Senpai 2.0. This one is actually within fall right now, fall 2023. Uh, Two of these, if not three of these, are in fall. Apothecary Diaries is one of the most beautiful things I have watched right now. This cover art, if you're watching it, if you're joining us live, thank you. And if you've missed the live, you can go watch this on Twitch. And I'm going to do some stuff with YouTube now with these as well. The fact is, this is such an immaculately, beautifully done show. The concept itself, too, touches on something most people really have never thought about. The fact is, this girl is being bred and trained to do something that she's not sure if she really should do or if it's right but now let's talk about the animation style. I know I like to take a poo on Kamitsun no Yaiba and it's animation style. What if I told you though, this animation style is not only so good, the story backs it up. It's storytelling at its finest. And I'm still gonna say, another show is still my favorite from this season and I still think is the best within fall season. This one is really close to number two. It battles really hard for that number one spot. The storytelling is beautiful. The animation style is un—it's unparalleled right now. The whole creation of the character, the development, the side characters. You should do yourself a favor and watch this one as well. This is by far one of the most unique shows. It's almost up there with Zom for me. I love it so much. I've been so incorporated by it and I've had so much fun catching up with it. Because I put it off because I've been invested in other shows right now. Do yourself a favor. Again, put it on your list. Now, let's finish with the top three animes in all of 2023. Before we move forward to the fall, or excuse me, the winter season of 2024. At number three, Vinland Saga Season 2. If you want to tell me all of these people on social media that started this brigade and this thing called Farmland Saga... And we're actively and constantly trying to make it seem like Farmland Saga was not it, was not himothy. And everything that was going on here is like, Alex, that's so hypocritical of you. You were just saying you disliked how characters take a whole season to find themselves. No, no, no. I like when a character has to understand self and has to evolve in self and figure out exactly what is left for them when what they were trying to do the whole time is no longer there. That's different from Kirito flopping. That's different from... um, What is it called? Uh, Jobs reincarnation having Rudeus regain his, his confidence and everything too. When you talk about Thor's and the entire world of Vikings. And now that after something that happens to Ashkelad at the end of the season one, we go into season two now with an entire new spectrum of characters and in a whole new world now where Thorfinn is literally a lifeless vessel. He would be a perfect candidate for a horror movie of possessions because God forbid that kid came across anything, it would have consumed him. He literally became a slave because he had nothing else going on. He literally gave it up he had no purpose in life the revenge that was driving him for so long is gone what does he do now it was breathtaking i loved how it slowed down and emphasized on character exploration Character growth, character adaption, finding new purpose and meaning and value, and articulating that in such a beautiful animation style. And then, not even to mention the fact that he overcomes the demons of his past and finally has to answer for the throes of people that he massacred. Y'all tripping if you don't think Vinland Saga is one of the best New Age se- uh, Seinans. This show was made for greatness, and it is not disappointed yet. And the best factor is, after a hundred punches and his freaking confrontation with do y'all know how crazy this third season's probably going to get? My guy Thors and Thorfinn, Thorfinn has literally accepted the fate his father was chasing of becoming a true warrior. Do you understand what a true warrior means? Putting down the sword in Vikings. Whenever he's trying to go to Valhalla, literally dying in fight. Say whatever y'all want, hate all you want. Y'all tripping if you don't really understand the reason of why Vinland Saga is that. Vinland Saga is so unique. It is one of the most intricate, like, intrinsic things that I've seen. It's captivated me. I am so pumped for when the next season comes out. And like most people hate, I can wait for whenever it comes out. And that also came out in winter 2023. So to start off this new year. Now, the final two, and both of them are from fall season. And number two is the completion of Attack on Titan. The season finale, the final chapters. We have witnessed a 10-year franchise, if not longer, finally completing its run. And we got to witness in an anime episode, the longest anime episode in the history of anime, finish and complete not only the rumbling, but the future of the entirety of humanity. I don't need to say much on this one. You know. I've made it blatantly clear within the podcast we did after the final episode. This show captured everything I could have asked for. Aaron Yeager is that dude. Till my dying day, I'm a Yeagerist for what this man went through and how he did literally everything he could to protect the ones he loves and to give them a full life. Stop with that Jean Casa bullcrap. Mikasa died a virgin. She was buried next to the love of her life after a long life of... Mm, nunhood. nunhood. <laughs> <laughs> i hope you guys really pay respect to this the fact is this show there was no other way to end it the entirety of it if you go back and watch it have some of the most monumental scenes in all of anime you want to talk about guys on a horse rushing to imminent death just because they knew it would keep give levi a chance do you understand that you ever thought about rushing into your sure death sinking with the titanic whatever it is do you know how terrifying that would be they do such a great job with this show. I still remember the first time the female Titan, Annie, was introduced. Jesus Christ. She was whipping a guy like a yo-yo. Sentient Titans. Bruh. It's all connected. Aaron Yeager is the spider master with his spider web. Stop playing with me. Okay. Tack on Titan. One of the best shows from last year. And now I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I'm going Full extreme biased here, and I don't give a lick what anybody says. Freerin is the greatest anime in all of 2023. It is literally in season right now. I have been waiting all year for this show. And let me tell you, not only did it set records. With its ratings in Japan, with its opening first episode, not only is it on something that nobody else has done yet, not only is it one of the most refreshing takes on something that I am dying for and yearning for more, it's on an elf and her adventures and understanding not only human emotions, but the group that she spent 10 10 years of her life with and trying to remember exactly why everything happened and why the ones that she was the closest to, that was the most important part of their lives. And to her, it was just a blink of an eye. You have no idea how insanely unique this show is. This is Unmatched. Put it up against To Your Eternity. Put it up against anything we can talk about. Violet Evergarn, this is unique. This show is heart-wrenching. This show is consuming. This show literally takes you through generations of lifetimes. And it also puts you into the next And her doing the justice of raising the next, for them to be the next ones. Have you ever heard of a demon lord? Of course we have. We've seen it in every single show that's based on that stuff. But have you ever seen a show based on after that? The first episode starts with them defeating the demon lord. What happens after? What's the aftershocks after the earthquake? Where do we go from here? What's left to see? What what consumes us? This show is the greatest show this year. I have it above Attack on Titan. That should say something for you. Do you really understand how immaculate that is? The fact that the show that I can have arguably up there right now with the greatest anime ever made next to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is not the greatest show this year. Let that sink in. All I can say is go watch it. Go watch it. Prove me wrong. Don't just watch it hatefully. Don't watch it biasly. Don't watch it just with the reasons of being able to say it's not that. It is that if you allow it to be. You know what's funny? Is like most of your life, you probably missed so many signs and situations and things that were right in front of you because you just didn't care to see it, or you were too hateful to really notice it, or you couldn't understand the body language of that person, or couldn't understand their forms of communication, didn't understand the love languages they truly needed, which was all of them. I'm sorry to tell you, but this is, without a doubt, the greatest show in all of 2023. And looking back at the entirety of this year... We are very lucky to be anime fans. And I hope that for God's sakes, we're able to freaking open up the doors to things like Blue Eye Samurai and Arcane. Because I know there's going to be more of this in the future. Like next week, we're watching a trailer to an upcoming Chinese-based anime that's not coming out So I think 2025 or 2024, if I'm not mistaken. And it looks like it's going to be a game changer. Like I'm talking about... This is going to shake the animation world if it's done right. So, in parting thoughts and thinking about everything that I've went through and seeing like basically every aspect within all the realm of anime, right? So going through all of it. The top 10. Number 10, My Happy Marriage, Summer 2023. At number 9, Bleach. At number 9, Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War Part 2, Summer 2023 at number eight zom 100 from summer 2023 at number seven jjk season two from summer 2023 at number six hell's paradise the dark trio spring 2023 at number five oshi ko spring 2023 arguably one of the greatest first episodes in anime history at number four apothecary's diaries fall 2023 at number three vinland saga peakness Peak Saga, season two, winter 2023. At number two, Attack on Titan, the completion, the final chapters, winter into fall, the entire year. At number one, Freerin 2023. Looking back on all of it and just seeing what this year had to offer, not only was summertime immaculate, but we ended with absolute bangers because the top three, top four, were all from this last season. Let that sink in. It's an honor to sit down here and to do all this. I hope you know the fact that I have a place that I can rift on and have even one person listen to my opinions or my perspectives on anime or just simply enjoy the content that I can provide by just being entertaining as I was bred to be and made to be. It's so cool to see that this is just the start. This anime world is going to pop the F off. We're going to have a weird spatch for a little bit because of how much this is going to grow and consume. I'm sure if you go look at certain content creators now, they're doing anime content and they've never done it before in their life. Props to them. I'm happy to see they understood the wave is coming. Ride Your Wave, another great movie. I'm excited. I'm very excited and very eager to see where this goes. And above all else, too, I'm super yoked to know that the progression of anime has not fallen off yet and I've been worried about that I've been sincerely worried some I would say genres have isekai's I think it's time for a break if we're really being honest these isekai's are just doing it now because they know the fandoms there for the genre Shonens, I'd like to see a little bit more of a change that's why I like the dark trio to be honest with you you could argue you could argue more so they're like seinens but they're still shonens. they're just the dark trio right I like that change. I hope we get more of like a real dark and more realistic concept because just like to your eternity, which we watched, or again, Vinland saga, try to be different. Don't be the same. And if you look at majority of these on the top 10 list, they're different, if not prestigiously well-known within the industry. So you can pick apart, you can tell me what you think, but at the end of the day, deep down inside, even though you don't agree, you know, I'm right. (laughs) So again, I thank you guys so much. I went through so many range of emotions right now. My stomach is literally growling of how hungry I am because of how much energy I spent just watching and talking about everything. So I truly do. I love all of you, man. Like the fact we got to sit here and talk about all of this this entire time is honestly immaculate. And I am such a fond proponent of saying, really step out of your comfort zone. And if there's one thing I can teach any of you here within the illustrious career I've done within content creation is to make you uncomfortable because I don't say things just to say them. I say it to make you see things outside of what you normally think. And in doing so, I might actually help you go out of your comfort zone to find new shows that you can actually truly enjoy. So I'm excited. Uh, Next week, you guys can expect me to do a top 10 list of the best characters in all of 2023. Because we have to close this year out with a bang We've got to look back before we move forward And then I'm also going to do some fun other things Too that I won't tease yet because I just like to have fun With it so shout outs to you guys Shout outs to also Rogue a Patreon Member and if any of you guys here are not in the Discord by the way shame on you How are you not in the Discord you guys get to Talk to me 24-7 we've built an Illustrious like there's hundreds of people In there and we all love talking anime and Incorporating our daily lives and we're all fitness Motivating each other and it's just it's such A good time you got to join so you can stay updated to know when I go live for these shows. To be updated with a, a mass amount of content, I'm going to be pushing out here now for the rest of the time moving forward. And also, just to find a place you can feel at home and have people give you some insight that you might not have seen otherwise. So, shout out to Rogue. The Patreon episode we just recorded yesterday, which we do live on the stage in the Discord channel, I'm actually going to edit and release this week. We talked everything, and I mean everything within redo of healer and uh let's just say that is the dirtiest darkest and i was taken advantage of watching that show if any of you have seen redo of healer uh it's good to be a part of the club (laughs) i also really like that demon girl i don't know what it is about her something about her just kind of ruffles my feathers no pun intended (laughs) so definitely stay tuned for that you guys will enjoy that and keep loving anime even though that a year is about to complete, don't let it stop you from doing what you love. I'm so glad that I got to do this. You don't know how excited I was to close out this year of all these great shows. So immaculate, so much fun. You can listen to the podcast again if you guys miss this on any uh, platform. You can go to Spotify, you can go to Apple Podcasts, And go to YouTube, wherever you want to go. Listen to the show, enjoy it. And if you ever miss the live recordings, just remember, every Sunday, baby, go watch Godzilla. We'll talk about some uh, Boy in the Heron next week. (laughs) Anime Senpai out.